The idea of this podcast is simple, discipleship. We want to bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, everyone around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? He took the devil's stuff. The Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm 1101 tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory. The Rebel Alliance Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back to the Rebel Podcast. Uh, we have a special episode today, special not because we're missing Pooty, um, <laughs> but special because we have a guest in the studio. So I'm joined by Amy Brunsma. How you doing, Amy? I am excited slash nervous, but good. Okay. Overall. Well, you don't have to be nervous, um, and, and you can get used to the beautiful site here at Garage Mahal. Ooh, yeah, this place is what they've talked about, guys. It's impressive. I know. See, this is why you, you just get uh, you get a guy like Dave on your team, and, and you'll be all right. He's the so. right guy to know. Yeah. Um, so uh, what we're, what I'm going to do is uh, instead of launching into Rebel News, um, we're going to spend our time talking to Amy and uh, the, the conversation is going to kind of be a, a little bit about her story. We've had her husband, Jay, on the podcast before. Um, and, uh, and Amy has been one of the supporters of, of Rebels since uh, very early on. So thanks for all your support you and your comments and shares and <laughs> likes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we kind of want to uh, journey with her through kind of um, the, the journey their family has been on over the last couple of years, which has kind of culminated in this year making the transition to homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of want to talk about that transition and, and, uh, and talk to you about that. But before we do that, uh, I just want to get some of the uh, housekeeping items out of the way. So uh, this is the Rebel Podcast, and we are part of the Rebel Alliance Media. And uh, there's lots of cool stuff happening at Rebel Alliance Media these days. Uh, we have the different podcasts. We have have uh, Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, which is a podcast that the Van Brimmers do uh, with their kids, and it's meant for your whole family. So you can incorporate it into family worship, or you can listen to it with your kids, where they talk about church history and uh, and really Fathers of the Faith who have helped shape uh, what we believe all these years of church history. Uh, and that comes out on Mondays. Uh, Grant and Erica do a podcast called Awakening Reformation Podcast, comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, and uh, Awakening Reformation is just them kind of delving into refor- uh, Reformed theology and kind of waking us up uh, to uh, the ways in which Reformed theology colors every aspect of our lives. Uh, this is the Rebel Podcast, which comes out on Wednesdays. And uh, you've probably noticed that uh, not only do we have Ben Emery's Season 1 End of the Age podcast, uh, it's, it's Redeeming History. Season 1 is about the end of the age and everything going on in 70 AD. Uh, but we also have uh, are really, really excited to announce that we actually have uh, um, the uh, Ezra Institute's uh, podcast for cultural reformation that is now a part of our network. And that's hosted by Ryan Aris, 
who's on staff at the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity, and uh, and that's uh, headed up by Joe Boot. And so we're excited to have him part of the uh, the Rebel family. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that's in the works right now that we're doing with Ezra Institute, uh, including some uh, some Patreon exclusive content that'll be coming out, and uh, and lots of other stuff. And speaking of Patreon, I just wanted to thank, uh, and so uh, as you know, if you've been following Rebel Alliance, we uh, we launched a Patreon account not that long ago, and we put up a, a modest goal uh, to try to get uh, the next Eschatology series started, and we've already surpassed that goal. We're well on our way to the next goal, which would be to throw awesome. a, a Rebel conference, which is great. So I just want to do a couple of shout outs here um, for some of our uh, supporters. Um, so uh, we have uh, Wes Mooborn, who has been recently on the Awakening Reformation podcast. Uh, he's one of our Patreon supporters, so thanks so much for all of the support he's given us over the years. Matthew Grove, thank you for your support. There's another one called Lebanese Dynamo, which I'm assuming is not a real name, but uh, but an alias. So this person who uh, wants to be re- remain anonymous, thank you so much for your support as well. Uh, Jesse Leet, Jay and Amy Brunsma, so there you go. Thank you so much for your support as well. And I also just want to acknowledge a few of our one-time supporters. Uh, so thank you to uh, Josh and Amy Sweetland. Uh, thank you to Ken Stofer, And thank you to Trevor Steed, who have all made one-time donations as well. So um, this is all great and, and really encouraging. Thanks so much for your support. And really what this is going towards is all of the content we want to be able to make that uh, we just don't want to keep uh, funding out of our pockets. Uh, this, this ministry has gone on and grown a lot more than we anticipated, which is all great. Um, and there's so many ideas that we have. Uh, that we'd like to implement and uh, your support helps make that happen. So thank you to all of those uh, supporters. Uh, you help keep the lights on and uh, you are helping us with uh, with a whole lot of content that we have in the works. And, and we're especially thankful and looking forward to this new relationship with the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity and all that we're going to get to do with, uh, with Ryan and Joe. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Um, that's all the kind of housekeeping items. Uh, you're going to hear uh, a quick ad from the Ezra Institute, and then we're going to jump into this conversation that I'm really looking forward to with, uh, with Amy. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. On June 1st, join the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity in Grimsby, Ontario, for a full-day event called Love Thy Body, a conference on humanity, sexuality, art, and God, with special guest speaker Nancy Piercy and EICC founder Joe Boot. Don't miss this event at the site of high-impact training seminars, including the Worldview Leadership Camp for Youth and the Runner Academy for Students and Young Professionals. Register for these events by visiting www.ezrainstitute.ca. Okay, we are back, and uh, and this is the conversation that you're here for. Um, we are uh, here with Amy, and uh, so Amy, uh, you started coming to the church. I want to say like three years ago now. Uh, it's it'll be four years in November. There you go. Um, and uh, and so Jay and Amy came into our lives three and a half years ago, right. and uh, and they're good friends of our family. Our kids are friends. Uh, we love the Brunsmas a whole lot. 
Um, and it's been it's been really cool to kind of watch you guys uh, and your fa- as your family's grown and and uh, and convictions have changed over the last mm. little while. Um, just to see how you've implemented that into your lives. So eventually, we're going to get to the conversation about the the big transition into homeschooling. Right. But why don't you kind of just walk us through maybe a little bit of your testimony, maybe sure. a little bit of who you are, and uh, and what God's been doing in your family over the last couple of years. Whew. Okay, um, not a small topic. That's a big thing <laughs> because it has been significant the change the transition um not expected uh, obviously i guess but so like you said we started coming to the church about three and a half years ago and at the time we just we were at a place where we knew we wanted a church but we didn't really know what we were looking for other than yeah we just we just knew that we have kids we should probably go to church <laughs> that's probably <laughs> an indicator right there as to where we were and prior to moving out this way, so we're not originally from this area. We're not from far away, but far enough that we don't really have anyone to plug in with. Right. I had prayed for two things, and that was it. And the one was that we would find a church family that we could have roots and that my husband would find some good male friends. And God really showed up in a big way for that one. So I have just so much to be thankful for there. But we actually kind of, I shouldn't admit this, but we happened upon Crossroads by accident. Um, we were we were suggested to go to a church and the person that suggested it thought it was a different church, but told us the address of where Crossroads is. So we're like, oh, well, here God's we go. Sovereign. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and uh, immediately, like, we were smaller then. The church has grown quite a bit since, but it was just an immediate sense of welcoming, very, like, it was warm. And, well, we have a good teacher. <laughs> and for my husband, who is very particular, Everything else can be meh, but the teaching has to be something that catches his attention, and it did. And uh, shout out to Pudi also. Uh, he was on worship that Sunday, and Jay, I guess, just fell in love <laughs> fell with his in love voice. With <laughs> so the yeah, as it was just initially, do. and really, I should probably give a shout out to your wife as well because she is very gifted in making people feel welcome. And she made a point to come over to us because at the time your oldest was the same age as our youngest. And uh, yeah, so anyways, from that, we started to come to the church more regularly and uh, took advantage of things like uh, movie night or a family night on Sunday nights, which was great because if anyone out there listening has small children, you know that Sunday mornings aren't really conducive to building relationships. So through that, because you're it just was just chasing <laughs> kids through the foyer, right, you're basically making sure just they're hoping not no leaving. one hears you yeah. yell really loudly at your kids, yeah. which we get it. We're there too. <clears throat> that never happens <laughs> to me either. But anyway, so that just kind of slowly snowballed into relationship. And then we just decided this was where we wanted to plug in. And we've been just incredibly fortunate that we made that decision. Yeah. And, and, and to your credit, I mean, you guys came in with a lot of uh, willingness to get to know people, mm. put yourselves out there because as, as welcoming as a church can be, right. And this isn't uh, this whole podcast isn't a, an ad for crossroads. <laughs> right. I think we're a pretty good church, but, um, um, but like as welcoming as a church can be, and as much as they can have programs that cater to your family or not, um, the onus falls on both sides, right? right? You got to be welcomed, but then people have to be willing to plug in and show up to family night the first night show you know sign up for a small group all those kinds of things and you guys did that right jay got involved in worship very very quickly Mm -hmm. uh you got involved and in in fact ended up 
um, kind of leading um, after just, I don't want to say it was as less than a year. As soon as you'd let yeah. me. As soon as, yeah, as, soon as I let you. Um, a, a kind of moms and, and kids play group, right. uh, which is still going on, Coffee and Kids, which That's has awesome. been amazing. It has and, been. Uh, and really, really helped. Um, foster relationship building with the young moms Big in the church. Time. So, um, so anyway, you guys kind of hit the ground running as well. So we were just as lucky to have you as uh-huh. uh, as you guys were to find <laughs> us. So it was a match made in heaven. It but, was, yeah. Um, and so, but now over that time, and like I said, I'm not trying to make this a whole plug for our church, but over that time, I, I would say that there were some theological transitions, <laughs> right? Because you know, yes. you might have found us by accident, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but I would say maybe some of the theology and some of the um, <sighs> the things. Yeah. That, that we are teaching at Crossroads was new to you guys or at least solidifying some con- yes. uh, convictions? Um, uh, it's one of those things where it's like those definitive moments in life where you're like, the thing that happened before and everything since. Right. And that's kind of what this has been. Like, I can't even, without going into too much detail, just say how profoundly our lives have been changed by... Um, yes, by good teaching and yes, by good family, but God just really got a hold of the both of us. And I'm That's very right. thankful for that. And I'm just so grateful that it happened to the to the both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's unfortunately not always the case in families and that can just lead to a lot of other issues. But we weren't like right on, it's, it's on hard par enough. the whole time, but we were moving in the same direction. So right. that was and, good. And you're exactly right. I mean, it's hard enough when God is trying to sanctify two sinners who oh live boy. together, yes. right? <laughs> you know, let alone if that's happening at different paces. Right. And uh, and so it, that can be tough no matter what, as God's using one another to like file off sharp Ooh, edges and stuff. Yes. And I'm saying that to, to us as well. Like that's, right. that's every marriage, right. that's every relationship. So, you know, by the grace of God, uh, you know, you and Jay have just both been uh, just kind of running full steam since I since I've known you, and and that's a that's, that's a really great to hear thing, on yeah. this end too. But yeah, we uh, well, I remember like nearing the beginning because you are literary and like to use he likes to use big words, guys, <laughs> and um, which is great. But when they're words about things that you're like, I don't even like, what are you even saying right now? Um, which I should preface that you don't just talk over everybody's head, but you do use certain language. Yeah. And then you always welcomed people to ask questions afterward, to which my husband, I <laughs> yeah, think, would text was... you every single Sunday, yeah. this, 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 Absolutely. and you would lead him to different resources. And he really just like took that yeah. and he would st- study away, which is... yeah. <laughs> Prior to this church, my husband had read a book. Um, he's not and a dummy. It was dummy, a hunting just, magazine. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was a I'm hunting magazine. But now, like, to see who he is and, like, his joy comes from reading these, like, yeah. rich theological minds. I'm just like, who? What? <laughs> and I'm very thankful because I'm busy doing other things with my scrambled egg of a brain, especially now with homeschooling, that I can go to him and I can ask, like, yeah. what is he talking about here? Or I don't feel comfortable with this truth. Can you help me? Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's been really great. But... And just so our, our, our listeners are, so I remember after an early Sunday and I had said something and I'd used the term eschatology yes, and, kind of said, and, and said something along the lines of, you know, uh, belief about the end. And, and I, so I get the text message from Jay afterwards. So you used a word eska something. Yes. <laughs> what is, what was the word and what, what was it? And, uh, and so we kind of chatted back and forth and you guys were involved in our small group at the time. And so we chatted through things. And so you go from a guy who 
doesn't know the word eschatology yeah. when we, when he when he arrived to now he he can kind of articulate all three oh, major views you can't and get tell away you from why him he without be- talking about it now <laughs> why he is post millennial yeah. right and so um so yeah just the, the depth of of growth in in both your both of your lives mm. and but it, for him theologically in particular has been really really great yeah, and, so and to see him leading your family spiritually oh, and, and theologically is just amazing so yes that is that uh, the, the leadership i have to say that's been amazing i'm very fortunate there that he uh he does that well so 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 your theology is changing as yes. a family you and jay are growing exponentially in your faith and uh and and that started to trickle into um family stuff so so what were some of the early changes that you guys made you know just within your family our little unit yeah. um <laughs> Well, there was a time where I was Googling how to pray with your children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Google's not going to give you and, great answers. And uh, like, just to, like, <laughs> that's just a little indicator as to where we were. Like, literally, I'm here on Pinterest, like, <laughs> where I get 89% of my creative ideas. I'm just like, how do you pray? How do you introduce Jesus? Like, it was so foreign to me and I knew it was something that I wanted but I don't like I didn't know how um so we started with small things like the storybook bible was gifted to us like I think actually when Mason was born but it sat nice and dusty on a shelf so we decided to pull that out and we've read it through now three times with the kids and it's been awesome because it's such a an approachable book for kids first of all um and it keeps their attention and now We've actually moved on to a new book, The Ology. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of it, but uh, it's a lot meatier, so we'll be taking our time with that. But so we started with something small, like let's read one chapter after dinner. Yep. And um, and then it was last January, I decided I wanted to be more intentional. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I started with The Fruits of the Spirit because I was like, this is, in my mind, it was something approachable for the kids. You can explain kindness in a child-friendly way. And we did that every single morning. We went over where it was in the Bible, what they were, how we can live them out, and who we can ask help for to do that every day. And at two years old, my daughter was able to quote it, which is awesome. And now (laughs) things have, like, since we do more things. But that's where I started. Let's read one chapter, and let's talk about the fruits of the Spirit. And if it lasts for five minutes... So that was kind of where we started the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's, I think, I hope that's encouraging to the people listening because, um, you know, family worship and I know the Van Bremers just recently did, uh, I think it was a couple months ago Mm. now, did a podcast on family worship. And, and I guess that's the, the message that's a really good takeaway is, you know, start just start just start and and it'll be messy and you'll you'll have to find the right material you have to find the right length you have to find the right way to say things all that kind of stuff right time of day right is it after breakfast is it after dinner is it you know um for your family for your schedule for all that kind of stuff but the point is just do it yes right get started with it and what i what i appreciate about you kind of sharing all that is that i think that there's a whole lot of people who um you know, they might get caught up listening to podcasts. They might get caught up, you know, growing and and in their theological understanding. And those are all great things, and they're and they're n- necessary things. 
But if that doesn't translate over into now how you mm. um, how you talk to your spouse and how you and your spouse are talking about things that matter and how you're doing family worship within your family right. and all those kinds of things. So it all has to spill over. Like there are logical steps here. And, and one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on is because I feel like you guys, with each new bit of knowledge that you and Jay kind of accumulate, you you guys actually put it into awesome. practice. That's and, encouraging to hear. We're you know, trying. And, and like you said, it might be messy. It might, it might oh. not work the first time, but... Yep. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> but you just go. You That's just go right. with it and you refine it as you go. And that is a lesson for me because I'm someone who, oh, if it's not going to be perfect, then we probably just shouldn't. And if anyone has kids, you know that that isn't how it works. There's never <laughs> perfect. It's yeah. never perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So this kind of culminates with the big, big transition. Mm, oh, and, man. And for you guys, um, that was deciding to start this past September homeschooling. Yes. So where are we now? We're in uh, April. So yeah. this is, you're almost I'm finishing almost the, done first the first one. Year. Yeah. Man, it's, t- it's crazy. How that fast is time, bananas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how crazy. How fast time went. So so to give people an idea, you guys have three kids. Yes. Um, your youngest is just about four. Mm-hmm. Um, your middle is just about six. Yep. And uh, Mason's eight. He'll be eight in August. Yeah. yeah, they're all in the summer. There you go. Yeah, three summer babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so that's the age. So you, you essentially took two of your kids out of school right. and yep. Haley would have been starting this this September but you right. took two of them out of school to start homeschooling so uh, let's start with <laughs> bring, just bring us into you know the the yeah. first conversation who brings oh, it man. up first what this was is the, the part that's hilarious yeah. so I had I've been a stay-at-home mom since becoming a mom so I'm familiar with being at home and with some behavioral concerns I had had with our middle I was actually considering maybe we'll just stagger entry and Jay was not on board. You don't homeschool. Like, that's like that's weird. Yeah, we don't um, want our we're kids very to be open weird. about yeah. how weird we thought homeschooling was. And then um, I, bl- I blame you, partially. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so my children are exceptionally early risers. And it was on one of these very early mornings. My husband also leaves early. And I get a text message at 5 a.m. saying, don't freak out. I think we should homeschool. <laughs> Follow-up text just, message. Just, Don't just worry, to be clear, I'll this help. is from Jay, not yes. from me. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, guys, this yeah. is what you should do. And I'm like looking at my phone. My coffee's not even poured. I'm Did like, Jay's what? phone get hacked? What are is- you talking about? So, uh, so he had listened to a podcast on the when you guys were part of the Bereans. Yep. I don't even know which one it was. And he's like, you should probably listen to it. I'm thinking, well, maybe. Um, So we started. (laughs) Or I should stay as far away from it. Right? Like, what are you talking about? Who is this man? Just, um, yeah. So I get this text. I don't even think I listened to the whole podcast because I was just in shock. And then we started kind of having a casual back and forth about why, what would this look like? Um, I'm a worrier uh, by nature. I was like totally freaked out about being responsible for my children's education. And then somewhere like three months, two months later, we just, I felt a real sense of peace about the decision. And we both were like, okay, we're going to do this. But we had decided we keep the boys in for the remainder of their school year, which I'm thankful for because it gave me time to just kind of wrap my brain around what it would all look like. Cause and, I, and at this time, you guys are, are figuring out family worship, family devotions, oh, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. So you're starting to get a sense of, of like, I can teach them things. You're starting right. to see fruit from what you've been doing with well, them. Well, actually, which is, that's where when I started the Fruits of the Spirit, because I was like, well, let's see if I can even 
teach my kids anything like sitting still for three (laughs) minutes it all takes work it all takes practice so that's where um we decided we didn't tell the boys until their last day of school um (laughs) say goodbye yeah bye now uh which they handled well but with three years in the public system and one for my other it was and me only knowing classroom September was rocky. It was like, why am I not at school? My favorite reason for him missing school is the snacks <sighs> that he tells his mom after she's baked all of the cookies and muffins. But anyway, so he wasn't missing the social aspect, which is what so many people fear with homeschooling. Right. Um, yeah, so it is a scary thing initially. I think that uh, especially, well, I shouldn't say especially, but as a mom, we feel like we're going to sell our kids short somehow. We're not going to be able to provide them with the thing. But I have to say what has been amazing to me within the homeschooling community is the lack of judgment, the mm-hmm. lack of comparison, which you would assume there'd be tons of. Right. But when you really start to understand, like you do know your children better than anyone else knows your children, you know your home and family culture better than anything else. And what works in my house is just not going to work in someone else's house, but you can kind of bounce back and forth. Well, this curriculum worked for this thing or whatever. There's a ton of conversation. And I was just, I think that was the thing I was most floored by was the welcoming, just outpouring of kindness of the homeschooling people that I've met. So that's very helpful because there is a lot of insecurity going, oh, I'm going to teach my child everything apparently. Um, But Jay is always reminding me, but that's our job and it's our privilege. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's a work in progress with homeschooling. Yeah. So um, you guys start up in September and um, I mean, how so like walk us through like the first couple of days oh, i mean you i mean you don't have to go hour by hour or anything right. but i mean just in terms of so i i imagine that there would be a whole lot of people who would be listening to this podcast and who would who have the vague idea that homeschooling is probably the right thing to do probably right. the biblical thing mm. to do but is um fearful or worried or or doing the yeah but i can't right so I, you know, yeah, thank you for being on here and being as honest as you are, because I, <laughs> I, I, I know that you felt all those things oh boy. too. So, so walk yes. us through some of, some um, of what you were feeling and how you overcame it. Well, I think the fear thing is actually healthy to an extent, as long as it doesn't stop you from, right. but you need to go into it knowing like, this is a big undertaking and it's not for the faint of heart, but it is absolutely 100% worth it. And even on the days where it's so hard, I want to pull out all of my hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that's really honest, but that's just the reality of it. I still feel grateful that I have the opportunity. Cause I think of the, like if someone told me I couldn't be like, what do you, what do you even mean? These are my children. Um, so yeah, fear is normal. Fear is, is healthy, but. And you're fear, feeling the weightiness of right, what it, it is, is you're big. doing. Yeah. And, but fear is a liar and I'm slowly learning that more all of the time, but that is just a lie to, to try and get you to not do it. And the moms who says, well, I can't do that. Well, nobody can do anything on their own strength. And me saying that out loud is like, who's this person talking? But it's so true. Like I am forced to lean into what God can give me every day. And I very foolishly backtracking, ask God, I want to have a lifestyle where I'm required to rely on you. Like I have to rely on him every day. It's a dangerous prayer. Stupid. Don't do that. Like, oh, I'm praying for patience. I'm praying for yeah. it. He will, he'll, he'll honor that. So here we are. And, uh, I'm, 
better at it some days than others, but he does. He provides the strength and it is, it's just so amazing that you, those little wins of like the academic things that they learn, but it's not all the academic stuff. It's all of the other stuff too. The way you respond to things, the way that you can bring everything back into, well, it looks like that because God created this. And if you want, let's go find out how that's the case or that's just a simple example. But yeah, Mm -hmm. like the fear thing is, is real, is normal. Can you do it? Yes, you can do it. You know your child. Will every day be perfect? Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't even know if one perfect day is real. Like when I first started, September was hard. And I think it's because they were thinking school system. I'm thinking school system. And you are also juggling household chores. You're still feeding your family. You're still doing all of those things. And that can be weighty until you figure it out. And something happened in January where I was like, huh, I think I know what I'm doing. Hmm. Um, And it felt really good. I felt a little more on top of things. Like my house is not spotless, but you kind of have to let that go if you're going to be with your children all the time. (laughs) Um, But it does give you an opportunity for like character training with your kids. Like you live Mm -hmm. here, you're part of this, let's all do it together. And that's hard to moms because they're little and for whatever reason, they don't understand the first 472 times you tell them. (laughs) But they will get there and then you have these beautiful moments where you just see them doing it and you're like oh here we go so there are wins for it and for every hard day the good moments like it's cliche as it is are just totally worth it so right. yeah so um if you were so just to give some people a bit of a snapshot because i think sometimes it's easy for um for parents to talk themselves out of oh, this yeah. by saying well we're not like so and so right and i know Um, you know, we've had conversations before about, you know, certain moms who are homeschooling who actually have teaching degrees and who, you know, and you're you're just like, oh, well, well, obviously they're equipped for something that I'm not or, um, you know, or age of kids or all that kind of stuff. So just to give some people a little bit of insight, like you, you have busy boys like oh, you, have, boy. you have boys who yeah. like like crack so it dawn yeah. bounce 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 yeah <laughs> and very very active very very outside want to be running around all the time mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so it's not like don't picture you know the Brunsmas as being that that perfect family that just <laughs> homeschooling will work that. for you know <clears throat> please um, don't picture that you know there were there are a lot of obstacles so right. what would be a couple of things um just if somebody is thinking okay I probably think this is the right thing mm-hmm. you know but I'm still a little fearful give me like what would be a couple of things that you would say these are important points <sighs> if you're going to start out here are a couple things to think about um expectation um especially as wife, mom, housekeeping, whatever, careful where you put that bar because you will fall short and then you can feel really awful. And that can be a spiral of, well, I can't even do this. I've used the phrase, I'm drowning more than once. And thankfully my husband kind of like helped me with, you're not actually like, let's relook at what's going on here. So just have a healthy expectation of what, and again, my expectations of what I'm capable of and what the next person is will be different. Of course. But I think that would be the first big piece. And then look at your children. What is their age? What is their personality? And this is something that takes time and I'm still learning, but my children are bonkers different as far as academics and style of learning. And I just really clued into this, just how different they are like two weeks ago, as I'm watching one understand something so quickly and easily and the other one not. 
And um, that can be hard because then you start to compare your children. So just get to know what who your kids are and then meet them where they're at. That's the gift of homeschooling. Right. Whereas in a school system, and I don't want to be like totally anti-school, but really like I just so see the benefits of being educated at home because if you have a child that is more academic or inclined, you can excel them if they are ready for that. Whereas if you have another child that needs that extra or more nurturing, like some kids are more emotional and they need you to hold them while you read them a story. Right. Um, so it's really an opportunity to get to know your children better. And ask oh man there's so like wealth of information almost to the point of it being overwhelming but find a couple of people that you kind of trust that like like we have one woman in our church who is amazing and has homeschooled very very diverse academic emotional children she's a resource and she can say well this would work well for this and then you try that that doesn't work ask somebody else people are willing to lend borrow there's there's community out there so create a community know where you're at well it seems like that's uh one of the um the unspoken uh blessings of homeschooling that whenever uh, another family kind of takes the plunge so to speak mm-hmm. is you know people go into it thinking they're going to be so isolated i'm here i'm alone with my kids and and you know nobody's here to help nobody's right. here to watch out and in some ways it's true i mean it, you are it, alone. it's That's on true. you in some you know day to day you're there with them but there it seems like as soon as you start looking for it there's a whole <clears throat> community out mm-hmm. there who have this sort of sense like we're in this together because yeah. they all share this ver- this is a this is a conviction that we're willing to sacrifice and whether there is. it's yeah. the financial means of not going to work mm-hmm. you know as a second working spouse or um, the 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 time commitment or or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be who are will if you're willing to sacrifice for something you believe in it enough that you're willing to help when somebody else is there with you so there seems to be this sort of we're in this together mentality yeah out there in the in the broader homeschooling context mm-hmm. and it seems like you found that as well well I'm a big and you would know this but community is just so vital and I was talking to another woman not that long ago and how like that is our gift as Christian family that is how we support each other we wear each other's burdens and like prayer guys like we yeah. can do that don't be afraid to say I'm having a hard day I don't have a hard time saying that, but some people really feel they need to keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I, I should be able to handle this. Why should you be able to handle this? Some days are just hard. And I'm very fortunate that I have like my pocket of people that I can trust will lead me back. Like, are you praying about this? Or what about this passage in scripture? Or how about I'm just going to listen? Or yeah, sometimes kids are not your favorite person, but <laughs> like they also bring you back to like, yeah, this is a gift. And I think that that's what I hold the closest. Like, God gifted us these children. Are we going to spend every day doing our best to, you know, showing them who he is? And hopefully they will have their hearts changed too. And that's a prayer that I pray more earnestly now than I ever even thought that I would. Like, why do you pray for kids? Why do I pray for them when they're adults? And now I find myself doing that all the time. So prayer, community, it's the ticket to success i guess in this world of homeschooling um so uh so i just kind of just to briefly touch on i guess maybe the theological convictions that that make homeschooling so important Mm. to you and jay um uh would you say that some of i mean you've talked about some of the academic benefits in terms of getting one-on-one attention Mm -hmm. knowing you knowing your kids more than than anything else even to a to a degree you you uh, 
alluded to the idea that you know the the homeschooling Christian community that they'll find homeschooling is actually a much better community because a lot of people think that well as soon as I take my kids out of school they won't be socialized you right. know, they'll be socially awkward all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and the reality is is there there's a lot of co- Christian homeschooling community out there to be had that's actually I would say a better community right. to latch into to to become a part of but in terms of theological convictions what were some of the main reasons that you and jay were like we're doing it um well this came around to me way after it did to jay because for jay this was purely like conviction of why we were homeschooling and you know i was going to write down the verses because there's like a whole bunch in the bible (laughs) that reference um but like we should be teaching them day in and day out about who god is and the glory of god and Mm -hmm you just can't do that when you send them off for eight or more hours a day to this institution that doesn't believe any of the things that we believe. And so for him, it was just, it was quick and easy. And every day he's like, if you talk to them about God, even once you've had a better day than sending them off to school, which is great because initially I was really worried that he would be play principal and I might not, (laughs) you know, do my job, but that was really comforting. And it, has since kind of settled in with me more too that I recognize like at what and it's made a difference also since my relationship with God is really transformed and I would say even more so in the last six months where I find myself like wanting to talk to him and read through the Bible and as I learn that I want my kids to have the same so that yeah I guess the I don't know what the verse is. There's like oh, there's two Deuteronomy, specifically six. Deuteronomy six. Right, yeah, yeah right. there you go. And there's, and there's uh, Proverbs twenty two six. That's it. Um, that kind of talk about uh, raising children in the way that they That's should the go. One. That's the one. Um, and uh, see, not all homeschooling moms know all the verses. <laughs> and uh, and Deuteronomy six in particular, talking about you know teach these things to your children, and it lists all these various times of the day to do that, right? right? And so the idea is, is that this is a constant putting before them, right? Mm-hmm. When you're traveling, when you're eating, when you're, you know, it's right. all, it's, it's, you're saturating your children yeah. in, in the law of God. And, and you just can't, like you said, you just can't do that when you send them off for eight hours a day, no, it's really not an option. to be catechized by pagans, right? If we're going to use really blunt terminology. That's what my <laughs> husband used, pagan institution. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and, and that's, and that's it. I, I, I was actually listening to uh, cross politic last week and they were, um, chatting with a principal of a private Christian school. Um, and so they weren't necessarily talking about homeschooling, but about Christian education mm-hmm. as opposed to non-Christian education. And, and what they said, interestingly, was that, um, you know, all, everybody's up in arms about the, the school shootings that happen in the public school system and everything. And they're, they're tragic, not to minimize them at all. But long before we allowed, you know, physical assassins into the school, we allowed ideological assassins Ooh. into the school who, who <clears throat> essentially are telling them, you don't matter. There's no God above you. There's no consequences for your actions. Mm. Um, morality is is subjective, and uh, and because the universe doesn't care about you, it doesn't right. really matter what you do. Yeah. You just got to make up meaning in a in a meaningless universe. And then we're surprised when those kids grow up without purpose, without meaning, without morality. Right. And they end up, you know, being the kinds of kids who do all sorts of evil things. And, uh, and we shouldn't be surprised because one led to the other. Right. And I, I, I thought about that. I thought what a, what a concise way to say that long before we allowed physical assassins, we allowed these yeah, ideological assassins. 
So, um, yeah. Um, I, so the last thing I kind of wanted to so thank you for sharing yeah. kind of your story. And, uh, and I know that you want to, you're very, very passionate about being like you said, community, but also just, you know, um, being a resource. And so you had this thing that was kind of up and going, I think before you got to crossroads or maybe it was, Oh yes. yes. So, but I, I want to talk about that because I know if there are any moms who are listening, who want to reach out to Amy and ask questions, I know that you would be more than oh, happy please, to be a resource. Yeah. And so let me plug kind of this, this side <laughs> ministry that you, oh, okay. that you have called the optimistic That's mama. Right. So why don't you talk a little bit about, about that and what you hoped to do with it and maybe even how it's kind of transformed sure. since since all of these other transformations sure. in your life yeah uh so the optimistic mama um started actually i think uh five years ago was when i first like hatched this idea and it was kind of birthed out of an unhappy time um it was very difficult in the beginning of motherhood for me. I had some postpartum stuff and I didn't sleep for about six and a half years. And I really wish I was exaggerating. That's, that's ongoing. <laughs> um, but thank goodness I sleep through the night every night now and all the way until six. Wow. So here we go, like life has changed. But there was a time where I didn't sleep for more than like 26 hours a week. So uh, I was desperate and yeah. I found that I, if I did like updated my status on Facebook, something encouraging, I felt better. And then I started taking pictures and like forcing myself to see a positive thing in every day. And I really enjoy writing. So it was an outlet for me as well. And then it just kind of snowballed and I tried to like. So it started as a blog, a blog essentially. Yeah. Of just like random writing. Yeah. The optimistic mama. Of kind of um, encouraging moms moms who are at home who might not get a whole lot of encouragement. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, it was selfish in a lot of ways because I felt better. And then I started doing more video type of things like uh, the optimistic mama, Monday morning mugshot. I haven't done it as religiously, but um, where I would just try and connect with people that way. And sometimes I do Facebook lives and like, I don't know if like six people watch these. Sometimes it says a bunch of people view it, but I don't know how to read my statistics, but, um, I try and be as authentic as possible. And I talk about, you know, the realities of motherhood can be very difficult. Um, I talk about like some like mental health related things, struggling with anxiety and previously with depression. And now it's this new forum where, because I feel more passionate about my faith than I ever have before. It's at first it was a little scary, like, Oh, I'm going to talk about God on, <laughs> on Facebook. Um, while they still let me and, uh, but it's been, so some people seem to be encouraged. That's my tagline, be encouraged. And yeah, that's really what it's just to, to create some sense of community, some sense of grounding, like you're not the only one. Well, I think just to give you some encouragement, um, the, uh, I think one of the reasons the, the young moms at Crossroads have come together so well is because when you kind of spearheaded the moms and tots play group, coffee and kids, and even like monthly spaghetti dinners and all the kinds of things that you've been involved in bringing some of the community to the, the ladies at Crossroads. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think helped solidify that wasn't just the ministry in the space carved out alone, but also just your willingness as as the leader to admit that this mm. is tough and I don't like my kids every day. I, I love them all the time, but yeah, I don't like them every exactly day. It. And, you know, just <laughs> and, and so suddenly in a world where 
people are always putting their best foot forward on on social media right nobody ever takes the picture of the the grotesque house that looks like a tornado just went <laughs> right. through it or of their kids with the bumps and bruises all over their face or the bloody lip yeah. or the you know pulling each other's hair or whatever in a world that always filters what's shown to the outside world i think your authenticity of like this isn't always easy this isn't always good and so the optimistic mama isn't always just the putting the optimism forward but it's sort of finding the good even amidst the yeah. mess and I think having you lead that in uh, in bringing the women together has really, I think, I I would say as a as a man looking from the outside, but who has a wife who's very much in in that uh, tribe that you've you know helped facilitate, um, is an authenticity there, right? A transparency within the moms who get that mm-hmm. if you if you're having a tough day, nobody's going to judge you for saying I don't like my kids today, right? right? Or, Hopefully you know, not, or we're in trouble. Right? <laughs> so so I just say that to say, um, you know, it, you know, I think your authenticity through Optimistic Mama and through the ministry that you do at Crossroads and everything has been really helpful and. and and, and oh, I'm good. so glad to hear that. And so I would, um, and what, and interestingly, you called it the optimistic mama even before your eschatology was optimistic. I know. And here you are. Here we go. God's sovereignty, right? right? Nice tie-in. Right. And well, and and I, I just say that because you know one of the things that we believe is that God is going to change the world and He's going to change the world through our kids. Yeah. And so you know, one homeschooled kid at a time. Yeah who has the gospel and the word of God sunk really deeply down there is going to interact with the world a whole lot different than somebody who's been catechized by the world. And, uh, and so it all kind of ties yeah. together here yeah. in, uh, in how we're interacting with the world around us. So, uh, so where can people find if they oh, want to ask you about homeschooling or any of that kind of stuff, where um, can they find that? Um, so I, the optimistic mama, um, I, uh, have a Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. Um, that's about it for right now. I do have a blog, but I haven't written a ton lately. You're a homeschooling mom. Don't worry about this it. This is the thing. The day's coming though. One of these days I'm going to write a book or something. You so heard they, it here first. There you go. But we yeah, that's record. where I'm, I'm Facebook or Instagram. So just look up optimistic mama or, uh, or we'll attach links to it in the oh, show notes sure. here. So there you go. Um, so Amy, thanks so much for coming Thank and you sharing so much for with having us. Me. Um, and, uh, if you have any questions, find, uh, the optimistic mama on social media sure and thing. you can, uh, you can shoot her some, uh, um, some encouragement or some questions. And, uh, I know Absolutely. Amy would love to interact with you. So, um, so that's our episode today. Uh, once again, just thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking and sharing this. And, and Hey, if you are, and I know we got uh, a lot of you out there who are, are homeschooling moms in the trenches right now. Um, you know, share this episode out, tag some friends in it who might be in that, in that category of either discouraged and not feeling like they're doing it all that well, or maybe who uh, just haven't taken the plunge because they don't think they're capable mm-hmm. of doing it. Maybe share this episode with them. Maybe them getting connected with Amy might, uh, might be the thing that God uses. Uh, to kind of push them in uh, in what we would say is the right direction. But uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, we'll see you all next time.